Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wiley's World Sports Debate Podcast. It is your host, it is the most amazing man of the hour. More uncut than your favorite porn scene with a better jumper than the Lone Range sniper, Steph Curry. More clutch than Tom Brady down 28-3, halftime of the Super Bowl. And the greatest of all time, like one Michael Jeffrey Jumpman, 2-3 Jordan, it's your boy, Cheddar the God. I'm live in the building today, ladies and gentlemen. And today we will be discussing NFL Week 2. Now, I know a lot of y'all had a lot of things to say about my pics on social media. I'm going I'm to I'm start off the show by saying this. You can kiss my ass, all right? Nobody else, nobody else does pics like me, all right? But yeah, I might have missed like, I think I might have missed four or five. We'll go through my pics today, too. So I might have missed like four or five. But y'all was riding my coattail on some of these pics. Jesus. <sighs> Zachary Barber is tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share this video. Tag, share, comment. Tag, share, comment. Dante is tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share this video. Comment below. And we're going to go ahead and get this show on the road. All right. First off, Zachary Barb, I want to tell you, next time you come on, you come, next time you come on my status, talking Pittsburgh football, make sure you wait to after the game. Okay, make sure you wait to ask again. Don't come out for now. Do not come on my page. Talk about no Pittsburgh Steelers football until after the game. You're not allowed to do that no more. I, I just want to start the show by saying I told you. Matter of fact, I want to start the show by telling by saying I told y'all about Pittsburgh. I told y'all about Pittsburgh before the season began. I said that this team is going to be the worst team in the division. Y'all laughed at me. Y'all said I did not know football. Now, all of a sudden, it's starting to look like this is going to be the worst team in the division. I'm going to start off the show like that today. No Antonio Brown. No Le'Veon Bell. James Conner is trash. He's trash. It's okay. Everybody can't be great. He's trash. Juju Smith, he's not a number one. And then you got slew-footed Big Ben, the rapist in the pocket. Come on, man. You got to be kidding me, man. Are you serious? Pittsburgh ain't had a defense since Troy Palomalu and Joey Harrison. Come on, man. Are you serious? Everybody getting some. DK Metcalf out there looking like an all-star wide receiver. And this man ain't ran nothing but one route for the first two games of the year. He's only ran one route the first two games of the year. And that's been a fly route. That's it. This man don't even have a route tree and he was eating y'all up. Dante said, go Cowboys. You know what? I wanted to talk about y'all first. Yes, sir. Yeah, my my, my ashy knuckles. That's right. I make sure I got a good. I, mean, I got to make sure you got a good view of me. I, I definitely want to talk about y'all Cowboys. So let's start off with that first game. All right, Dallas Cowboys defeated the Washington Redskins thirty-one to twenty-one. 
Dak Prescott, 26 for 30, 269 yards, three touchdowns. He was sacked one time. Also had five carries for 69 yards. Zeke, 23 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Devin Smith, all right, who played in place of Tavon Austin, three receptions, 74 yards, and one touchdown. And Michael Gallup, three receptions, uh, 68 yards, no touchdowns. For the, for the Washington Redskins, you had uh, Case Keenum, 20, 26 for 37, 221 yards, two touchdowns. AP, 10 carries for 25 yards. And Terry McLaurin, the rookie wide receiver from Ohio State, five receptions, 62 yards, and one touchdown. Okay. We got Cedric Green. We got Cecily, Cecil, excuse me. I almost went back to went back in time on you there. We got Cecil Hope to them. I appreciate all the opportunity. And make sure y'all share this video. Comment below. Tag, whatever. Let's get this video out here. Because I want to talk to the Cowboy and the Redskin Nation. I'm going to give you my personal view on this game. For some reason, I don't understand why the Washington Redskins put the ball in Case Keenum's hands. It's a lot of situations. It's, it's, it's unnecessary. It's really unnecessary. Now, granted, I'm not taking anything away from the Dallas Cowboys. For y'all Cowboys fans, I'm saying, oh, he's a hater. He's trying to say that. It's, no, no, no. Shut up and listen. Shut up and listen. All right, not taking anything away from the Dallas Cowboys and what they did. Play, they played a tremendous game. And Dak Prescott, again, came out here and, and had a phenomenal game. And over the first two games, he is 57 for 62, 674 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception, went on 142.8 passing rating. All right, nine rushes for 81, 81 yards, and he's throwing 82%. Talk about the pride of hashtag Rock Hill. The pride of Rock Hill. What? What are you talking about? Could you please elaborate in the comments why? Why are we? What? What, what are you? What are you talking about? Don't make me flame you today. Like it's good and early, and you know I'm in. The, I'm in. The, I'm in the mood to let some of these let some of these things go. Don't don't let me flame you now. Talk about the pride of Rock Hill. Oh, okay, okay. Don't don't say the pride of Rock Hill. Stop that. Stop that. The pride of Rock Hill. Y'all didn't even know who this kid was. Stop it. The pride of Rock Hill. We gonna we gonna get we gonna get to Pittsburgh. And why is we even talking about Pittsburgh? Y'all trash. I done told you. I told you before this before the season began what Pittsburgh was gonna end up at. And right now, got got that damn. You could call me Mister Cleo because I'm on point. I'm not talking about them trash Steelers right now. Right now, we talking about the Cowboys and the Redskins. Because I got something to say about Dak Prescott. Me, personally, even though Dak Prescott is playing this tremendous game, he has these great stats, I'm not sold on Dak Prescott just yet. I'm not sold on him. I'm sorry. I don't think he's still, I still don't think he's deserving of this contract. Not yet. We're only two games into the season. You got the uh, exhibition game next week against the, the Miami Dolphins. Because, I mean, pretty much they laying down for everybody. They trying to get a number one, number one pick. So, I expect Dak Prescott to have eight touchdowns next week or Zeke to have 200 yards. One of them going to have a tremendous game next week. I just don't know who it is, but one of them is. <laughs> All right. Um, and with that being said, I'm not going to judge Dak Prescott's performances until he starts playing the big dogs. Till he plays Green Bay, till he plays New England, till he plays uh, Seattle. 
Let me see you do the same type of performances against teams with winning records and good defenses. Now, I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is trash. I'm not saying that he's trash. No, Zachary, the call line is not up. That's why we don't have the the uh, board up. But it will be back up soon. Just not now or today. All right. Today, I'm going in. So, you got something to say? Comment below. Comment below. If you feeling different, comment below. All right. <clears throat> Again, I'm not sold on Dak Prescott until he does this against playoff contending defenses. Let me see him do this against, the, against some of these mastermind uh, head coaches. Then I can give him that respect and that credit. Because as you see, $100 million doesn't mean that <laughs> $100 million does not mean or guarantee that your quarterback is going to be successful. It, it doesn't mean anything. And if you look at the play style that Dallas played, or if you look at the play calling and the passing plays that I set up for Dak Prescott, again, I'm not disrespecting Dak Prescott. I'm not talking talking down on Dak Prescott's game. I'm just speaking on how he is playing the game. The dinking, the dumping, the dinking, the dumping. It's good. It can kill you and it can hurt you. Because at some point, you have, you're going to go against a defense that is aggressive. So those dinks and dumps could be interceptions. You know, guys jump in the passing lanes. So let me see this against an elite defense, a playoff contender. Then you have me sold on Dak Prescott and him having or deserving to get the money that he's trying to obtain. You do that, then man, you got you got my you got you got my approval. Remember, I'm not a hater by any means. I am not a hater. All right, I, I give credit. Well, credit is due sometimes. I mean, it, it really hurt me to give Dak Prescott all this credit. It really hurt me, man. We got Jeremiah Bell in the building. Pass Nation here. Listen here. I'm going to say this about y'all, too. I'm going to say something about y'all. I'm going to get back on this game because I still want to talk about this uh Skyball game. Pass Nation, listen, man. I don't know what y'all doing in New England. But it's not right. All I know is one day there will be a, a ESPN 50 for 50. And they're going it's gonna be a big ass scandal behind New England having all these rings. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. I'm gonna be the first one to admit it. In 25 to 30 years, that they're gonna release all the information on how New England got all these championships. These boys is cheating. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody tell me. Now, I respect Tom Brady. <laughs> I think he's the GOAT. I respect Belichick. I think he's the GOAT. But there is some dirty laundry that has not been washed in New England. And one of these days, we will get a special on ESPN 25 to 30 years from now telling us that New England was part of this big, huge cheating scandal. Robert Kraft was paying the, the, the league billions of dollars <laughs> to win these Super Bowls. That's that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion on y'all. Trent is tuned in. Trent, 
Man, you a Broncos fan. I don't even know why you tuning in. <laughs> I think you I think I think what you need to do as a Broncos fan is fill out this paperwork to transfer to a new team. All right. We have until week eight of the NFL season. After week eight, you cannot transfer to another team. So you can't claim the Patriots week nine. I mean, we try, we, I'm trying to give you the paperwork and how you need to do everything now. Chiefs are the best team in football, and they ain't even got Tyreek Hill yet. I strongly disagree with that. I strongly disagree with that. All right. Back to this Cowboys and Redskins. Back to this Cowboys. I'm going to tell you why. No, no, I'm going to tell you why I think the Chiefs are not the best team in football. Have you not watched what the New England Patriots have done over the past two weeks of football? They have only allowed an opponent to throw to score three times. I mean, they have only allowed an opponent to score three points in two weeks. Stop it. Brady better have a Moss Brady 52 season. Huh? Oh, I think you're trying to say Tom Brady's going to have a better season than he did with Randy Moss. I think that's what you're trying to say. And we got Tristan and Fred and my Broncos fan until they dropped the casket. Well, they dropped the casket last night. And, uh, <laughs> and therefore, what we need you to do is fill out that paperwork before week eight. It's okay, man. Look, I do it every year. I'm a Jets fan until week eight. Then week eight, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. It's okay, man. Look, I do it too. Sorry, it's a process. All right, so as for the Washington Redskins, listen here. And I think... This is my opinion now for the Washington Redskins. I think you wait two more weeks. If you're on four in two more weeks, you plug in Dwayne Haskins. Don't plug him in now because this is probably the toughest part of your schedule. Two more weeks. Plug in Dwayne Haskins. And allow the running game to dictate the offense because... When Washington allows the running game to dictate the offense, they could jump out on you quick, fast, in a hurry. And also, 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 we got to talk about Josh Norman. Josh Norman was getting cooked by damn Jason Witten, who just spent the whole year in the damn booth. Like, somebody got explained that. So you trying to tell me, Josh Norman, you can go out here and jump over bulls in the offseason and then turn around and get cooked by Jason Witten in the, in the regular season. I mean, I mean, something not right, man. That training that you're doing is not right. I don't know what's going on, but it's not right. He says, he said, I'm trying to say Brady better have a record season. Of course Brady's having a record season. Talking about he better have a record. And even if they don't, it, the object ain't about statistics. It's about dubs. They, they were throwing the ball in the fourth quarter with a 30-plus point lead against the Miami Dolphins. This team is pissed off. Why are they so mad? Y'all already won. Well, I mean, what do you have to prove? Well, I, I just don't understand why New England is always so pissed off. Like, it's just always so mad. Like, like how many championships is going to satisfy New England? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the real question we need to ask. How many championships will it take to satisfy New England? Because that's so, that's so we're going to give them all. If that's the case, we can go ahead and give them all their Super Bowls up front right now. Just give it to him up front. All right. Yeah, watch the Redskins, man. I, four more games, bro. Plug in, plug in uh, Dwayne Haskins. Devin Smith, uh, he had a huge catch across the middle. Three, like I said, three or seven, 74 yards, one touchdown. 
Uh, and yeah, this is we we gonna move on from this game because I picked the Washington Redskins because I thought that the Giants' defense was just that bad, and the Giants were that bad, which they are. All right, which which they are, but. <laughs> Oof. The Redskins are blow a lead in a heartbeat. Quan Brown is tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share this video. Comment, share, tag, comment, share, tag, etc. etc. The best storyline, Zachary Barber said, in the NFL. Hello. So the best storyline in the NFL is Giants get on track and verse New England in the Super Bowl, and Eli will be known as the greatest or the GOAT slayer. Listen here. We all have dreams. We all have aspirations. That's just a dream. That's a fantasy. Because if you've seen what I've seen this Sunday, you'll know that that would never happen. <laughs> That'll never happen. Let's move on to the next game. Well, Wallace Mentor is tuned, is tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share the video. Comment below. Right now, we're talking NFL Week 2. We just finished wrapping up Dallas and Washington. Uh, hats off to the Dallas Cowboys. I will give them credit what credit is due. So shout out to them. And uh, but I do think that Washington just blew this game. All right, let's go on to the New England game. New England versus the Miami Dolphins, and obviously this was a blowout, so I'm not going to spend much time on it. Tom Brady, 43. Excuse me, not Tom Brady. The Patriots, 43. Miami Dolphins, zero. Tom Brady was 26 for 28, 264 yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked twice. Sonny Michelle, 21 carries for 84, 85 yards. Antonio Brown, four receptions for 56 yards. And one touchdown, Julian Edelman, four receptions, 51 yards. For the Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 11 receptions for 21 yards, 89. Uh, 11, recept, 11 for 21, 89 yards, and three interceptions. Excuse me. We had King and Drake, six carries, 19 yards. All right. The Patriots had 123 yards on interception returns. And the Dolphins only had 95 yards of total offense. <laughs> The Patriots have outscored their opponents in the past two games, 76-2-3. to two, All right. We got a uh, – let's see. Trent said he ain't even the greatest between him and his brother. Uh, I don't know, Trent. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really a Peyton or Eli Manning fan. I'm not trying to disrespect Peyton, but I mean, Eli, I mean, he has done his thing in the postseason, you know. I mean, I'm going to take, me personally, I'll take Peyton, but I think that's that's a, that's worthy of an argument. I mean, can we, can we at least put it up there? Can we make that a debate? Peyton Manning versus Eli Manning? All right. We got uh, Jeremiah Bell said, don't put Giants and Peyton to the packs in the same sentence. I'm sorry, y'all are 0-2 against them. It's not my fault. All right. We got Zachary saying, I got a question. When the Ravens punished Miami, do you think Lamar Jackson was that good or was Miami? Or was it just Miami because I thought he had taken a bigger step until RG3 got in through 6-6, 105 and a touchdown. Listen, 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 listen. You know me. I watch all the games. I watched, I watched Baltimore and Miami last week. And I'm going to be honest with you. Lamar Jackson's throwing ability has improved tremendously. His accuracy has improved. And he has a, now, now he has a nice touch with the deep ball. His deep ball, to me, mimics Russell Wilson's deep ball, which is a very great comparison 
when you're talking about deep ball throws. Russell Wilson does something that very few quarterbacks do. He throws the ball up high to a point so that it drops down, so that it just drops down in front of the receiver. If you watched Lamar Jackson last week against the Miami Dolphins, especially when Marquise Brown took off uh, took off with that, that deep post route, that ball was placed right in the bread basket. Uh, his accuracy is definitely improved, but the reason why I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a is going to have even better stats this year is because teams have to respect his legs, and he's becoming a smarter runner. Okay, so the the fact that teams have to respect his legs means he's not going to get you know a four or five man rush. He may get a three man rush and a spy. He may get uh, a a four man rush, but the defensive end may stay home. The ends may stay home, meaning they may not put pressure on. Them. They may just collapse the pocket. So that means you have to have put extra attention around a guy who's already throwing dimes and putting the ball where it needs to be. I like what I'm seeing from Baltimore this year so far. So, no, I'm not going to say it was, you know, just Miami was that bad. I think Lamar Jackson has definitely improved as a passer. Uh, Jeremiah Bell said, Patrick's defense is dumb this year. Agree. Uh, Peyton over Eli any day. Eli was loyal. He had a bad team majority of his career. I kind of agree with you on that. And Ladarius is tuned in. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you share the video and comment below. Um, the Patriots defense is looking good this year, but then again, you play the Miami Dolphins. Um, so, <laughs> but I'm not, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the Pittsburgh game, but you did play the Miami Dolphins, but uh, <laughs> we'll see, man. I'm a, look, I know, I know how New England gets in the postseason. I know in the postseason that New England defense steps up. All of a sudden they got, you know, pressure. Defensive line is playing tremendous, which takes a lot of pressure off of those cornerbacks like, you know, that Rock Hill boy, Stephon Gilmore, who had, a, who had a return for a touchdown yesterday. Shout out to him. I actually grew up playing ball with Stephon Gilmore, man. I got a story about that. Jason J. Lint is tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure y'all share the video. Comment below. Right now, we're talking NFL Week 2, man. We talked Dallas and Washington. We talked New England and Miami very briefly because there wasn't uh, much to discuss. <laughs> All right. And, uh... We're going to go and move to the next game, which will be the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. We had uh, the score was 41 to 17. And listen to him. Last season, this 49er defense struggled. But this season, this 49er defense is flying to the ball. I mean, they, they got pressure with D4, Joey Bosa. I mean, Nick Bosa, excuse me. And uh, woof. Listen, 2 0. And I feel like the 49ers are just one big receiver away from just having this. This, this impeccable offense. That's just my this is my personal opinion. All right. Jimmy G, 17 for 25, 297 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Matt Barretta, 12 carries, 121 yards. And also you had on the receiver end, Debo Samuel, five receptions, 87 yards, one touchdown. Marcus Goodwin, three receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. For the Bengals, Andy Dalton, 26 for 42, 311 yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Troy Boyd, 10 receptions, 122 yards. And Ross, four receptions, 112 yards, and one touchdown. This is the first time since 2012 that the 49ers are starting out 2-0. and Here he go with the pride of right kill mess again. Porn star Jimmy is legit. I think... Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I think Jacoby Brissett is the best quarterback to is the best backup quarterback to come out of that New England system. Argue me now. I'm ready for this one. I'm ready for this one. Jacoby has been the most 
reliable, consistent, and even his gameplay has been, to me, has been better than Jimmy G. Jimmy G just got a bunch of hype around him. That's that's my personal opinion. Shout out Mason Rudolph, Rocket Products, since we talking about Rocket players. Yeah, we shout it out right but, uh Jimmy G is great. Jimmy G is not great. Jimmy G is solid. Tell me, all right, since Jimmy G is so great, give me a time where Jimmy G has had a tremendous game, a statistical tremendous game. Give me one. Put that shit out halfway. How am I lying? Give me a time where Jimmy G has had a great game. I'm not talking about in New England. Give me one. Jacoby has been consistent. I didn't say he was the greatest. I just say out of those, out of the out of all those quarterbacks I've ever sat behind Brady, Jacoby Brissett has been the most reliable, durable, consistent, and to me, best. Better. He's been better. See? You can't. You cannot. He has had nothing but height. He his career. Jimmy, Jimmy G's career has been based off Tom Brady's success. It's been based off Tom Brady's success. Oh, my God. All right, give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. I give, give me statistics. Since you, since you give me stats, give me statistics. What did he throw? What exactly did he throw? That's my personal opinion. Y'all got to stop sleeping on Jacoby, man. And then if you go watch, you know what? Since we're talking about Jacoby, we've talked about it. We, I'm not going to spend much time on 49ers and the, and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals because that game was just <sighs> trash. Uh, where is that game, man? Did I write that one out? Uh, I think I missed that one. I'll be damned. We got Colts beat the daggone Titans. So don't play, don't sit here and play Jacoby like he was trash. Y'all don't watch him like that. I watched Jimmy G. Don't play me like that. I watched Jimmy G. And I watched Jacoby. Did you watch Jacoby yesterday? Did you see what Jacoby was doing yesterday? In the pocket? They couldn't bring that boy down for nothing. Jimmy G knee is made of is made of paper pache. Stop it. Man got wax paper knees, man. Stop it. Stop it. Man, got that awesome offensive line now, too. He ain't getting hit. Come on, man. Don't hate on that boy like that, man. I bet. All right, next time we airing, the next show will be Wednesday. What's up? Zachary Barber talking all that mess like I don't know what I'm talking about. You go, how about this? You go do your homework on Jimmy G and you come back, you and you come back to me. Compare stats. Let's go into the next game. And well, woo. Since we talking about the NFC East. Since we were talking about the NFC East, let's get back to them. The Buffalo Bills took care of business against the New York, the New York Giants, 28 to 14. Uh, Jason Allen, 19 for 30, 253 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked three times. Frank Gore, 19 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And also Allen had seven carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley, four receptions for 80 yards. The New York Giants, Eli Manning, 26 for 45, 250 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Pause. I don't understand the New York Giants. You have had Eli Manning for the duration of his career. And you still don't understand the formula. 
This man, under no circumstance, should be allowed to throw the ball no more than 20 times a game. If you got to call Brandon Jacobs, you got to call Lamar Bradshaw, if you're going to call Tiki Barber, call somebody and, and get this man and get Saquon Barkley, somebody's next split carries. If I'm the New York Giants, Eli don't, don't get to throw the ball at all. Only time Eli man to get to throw the ball is doing warm-ups. That's it. That's it. He can't throw the ball in the game. Ain't like going to throw it more than 20 yards. This man got the Cam Newton, Cam Newton syndrome. He don't want to run us through. Y'all got this man like here throwing the ball 45 times. You might as well let me throw the ball 45 times. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, boy. Here goes Zach and Barber saying, I picked Brissette yesterday when you didn't. I know about him. Okay, I agree. You know, hey, look, I'm not saying all my picks are right. But all my picks ain't wrong either. Is it me or our team's cutting back on throwing the ball these last two weeks than we're used to seeing? What are you talking about? What, what are you... <laughs> What are you talking about? Okay, Dak Prescott just threw the ball 30 times. Brady threw it 28 times because their defense took care of business. Jimmy G threw it 25 times because they were running the ball, but Dalton threw it 42. Manning threw it 45. <laughs> Rivers threw it 36. Now, these teams are throwing the ball, but what they're doing now is they're not – you see a lot of teams are not running long, developing plays. Everything is short and intermediate, dink and dunk, dink and dunk. This is the dink and dunk era of football now. Literally, I'm watching, I'm watching Sunday football, and every team is just dinking and dunking down the field. Take some shots, man. Jesus. But yeah, the Bills, the Bills just trans, they just took care of the Giants. I mean, pfft. but this is the first time. This is uh the Bills are two and no start in five years. This is their third two or no start in eleven years. They had 333 total offense with zero turnovers. They scored on three straight drives from 75 yards, 70 yards, 93 yards. And this is the sixth time since 2013 that the Giants have started 0-2. Listen to him. Dave Gettleman, if you watching the show, if you listen to the show, I want you to listen to me, listen to me good. Run. Drop everything and run. Leave New York. Because I'm telling you right now, if them boys go on four, everybody getting fired. Pat Shermer, everybody getting fired. Everybody going to get fired. New York is sick of losing. Then you traded Odell Beckham for a ham sandwich. <laughs> you, got a, you got a 50-year-old stick in the pocket. They don't throw the ball more than 20 yards. Saquon Barkley will be used up before year three. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, New York? What's going on? It's like they didn't even want to play. They were just marching out of the field with ease. I'm scared to see the Giants play anybody with a real offense. Derek Prescott had a field day. Any... Any New York Giants fan right now should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed. They should hold their head down. Any Giant fan come up to me, and yes, I'm a Jets fan. I'm going to say it with my chest until week eight. Case on Crackers is too damn. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share the video and comment below. 
No Giants fan can talk to me at all. None. Ridiculous, man. I'm scared to see what Daniel Jones gonna look like out there. Hell, they might as well call Geno Smith and tell Geno Smith to get out there. They need help in New York. <laughs> By any means necessary. All right, so let's go on to the next game. We got the uh, Chargers taking on the Lions. Lions won this game 13 to 10. Matt Stratford, 22 for 30, 245 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kenyon Johnson, 12 carries, 41 yards. And Galladay had eight receptions for 100 and, uh, and, uh, for 117 yards. For the Chargers, you have Phillip Rivers, 21 for 36, 293 yards and one interception. Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen had his way with Darius Slay, but at the end of the game, Darius Slay came up with a big interception to end the game for the uh, for the Chargers. But Keenan Allen, eight receptions, uh, 98 yards, and then Mike Williams, three receptions for 83 yards. This game was a snooze fest. But I will tell you this. The Chargers, Melvin, Melvin Gordon, listen here, it's over. You're not getting paid. You're not getting paid. So be prepared to sit out the rest of the season. This boy, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, those two can carry the load. They don't, they don't need Melvin Gordon. They're not missing Melvin Gordon. Their offense isn't, isn't slowing down without Melvin Gordon. You're not impactful enough to pull the move that you're pulling. Bruh, whatever they asking, just go ahead and sign it. To be honest with you, I felt like Melvin Gordon did this too early. I feel like honestly, Melvin Gordon should have waited another year or so before he pulled this move. Because you need to have a season to make them say, hmm, you do deserve top dollar. You do deserve all the coins. You do deserve the money. You deserve it. But he hasn't had that season. And here you go thinking you Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott sitting out. You make an eight million a year, they offer you 10 million a year. What's the issue? I'm taking it all. I'm taking it all. <laughs> Wait, do you really think you're gonna make more than 12? Cause I ain't gonna tell you, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson look great. They look great. And they're catching out. Oh, and they're catching on the backfield. Oh, man. Durability. Oh, man. If I'm uh, if I'm Melvin Gordon, I'm in that, I'm in that holdout pretty soon, man. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end that holdout very soon. All right. Let's go on to the next game. Quan Brown, come on down. Quan Brown, come on down. What the hell is going on with the Minnesota Vikings, man? Last week. And you know what? I'm mad because, and I, and I messed up on these two games. I'm mad because uh, the Detroit Lions won, and we all know Matthew Stafford never be never beats one an opponent. Then I, I I picked the Minnesota Vikings simply because I felt as though what I seen last week they were going to replicate that this week. Keep the ball in, in Dalvin Cook's hands. Don't don't let uh, Kirk Cousins do anything crazy. And what they come out and do? Feed Dalvin Cook. Up, oh, Dalvin Cook gets stuff. Let's put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands. <sighs> Packers won this one, twenty-one to sixteen. And also, Green Bay's offense is oh my god, that is beautiful. Have y'all watched the Green Bay Packers this season? 
I have never, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look so cool in the pocket. He looked like that, um, he looked like that, uh, that white cowboy that walks into a saloon. This brother look cool in the pocket. No, he's not hurried. No, not rushed. Yeah, that game was horrible because your team was horrible. You trash. Your quarterback is butt. He's done. Quarterback is like charcoal. Use charcoal. Can't do nothing with use charcoal. The quarterback is like a bald tie. Just waiting on the trader to come out. Ridiculous. Can't stand Kirk Cousins. The man robbed, the, he robbed the community of Minnesota. You gave this man almost what, 80, 80 something, $84 million guaranteed? 84. You wasting away Stefan Diggs, Diggs and Adam Thielen's career. These are these are these are Pro Bowl receivers, and they can't get the ball. Kyle Rudolph, Pro Bowl tight end, cannot get the ball. You use this man to block. This man is almost the same size. If I'm not mistaken, he's at least six four, six five. This man is a Gronkowski, but you got him out here blocking. Put that man in his face. Kirk Cousins is like watching Kirk Cousins play. It's like asking your girl what she wants to eat. That, that's the best comparison I can put. Watching Kirk Cousins play football was like asking your old lady what she wanted to eat. Uh, well, I, 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 like, that's what it's like. It's horrible. And Rodgers had his way with it. 22 for 34, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they had Eric Jones on the ground, 23 carries, 116 yards, and Devontae Adams was, was having his way with Xavier Rose. Seven receptions, 106 yards, Kirk Cousins, like I said, 14 for 32, 230 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he fumbled the ball. You had Dalvin Cook, 20, 20 carries, 154 yards, one touchdown. He had a huge explosion of 75 yards. All right. Then Adam Thieleman, five receptions, 75 yards. Green Bay scored on his first three possessions. They beat, this is the fifth time they have beaten the Vikings at home at Lambeau, but over the past eight, eight meetings, the Vikings are five and two with a tie. The problem is that Kirk Cousins is holding the ball too long. Is he don't know what to do with the ball. He don't know what to do with it. He don't know what to do with it. It's a foreign object when it's in his hand. He's like, oh my God, it's a football. What am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to throw it? Is it supposed to go in the air? Will it hit a wide receiver? Hmm, this is, what is this football supposed to do? Now, I remember last year, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen was going at it on the sidelines. They went at it. And I remember him, Kirk Cousins, saying, stop all this and run the ride. And Thielen said, if you just throw the damn ball to the spot, I'll be there. Minnesota, you need to call down in New Orleans. You need to get Teddy Bridgewater out of New Orleans and bring him back home. That's the solution for Minnesota. I would call New Orleans. I would ask New Orleans, what do you want for Teddy Bridgewater? Right? And I'm I'm bringing Teddy Bridgewater back to Minnesota. Teddy and I don't want to talk about the Saints game. You know what? We're going to talk about that. Let's go to the Saints game. 
Teddy Bridgewater. He doesn't look bad. The issue with Teddy Bridgewater with the Saints is that that particular offense and set of gadgets around Drew Brees is made for Drew Brees. It's like when you hop in your in your old lady's car, right? And the seat is already adjusted to a certain to a certain weight. You know, most females short, so I don't got that problem because my grandma lady about talking to me. But most females short, so you gotta you know you gotta raise the seat down and slide the seat all the way up. That's what Teddy got to do in New Orleans because to be honest with you, outside of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who are the other playmakers? I'm not talking about uh, 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 good elite. I'm talking about playmakers. All right. New Orleans system has never been very friendly to tight ends, but they got Jerry Cook. I feel like they're not using Jerry Cook enough. But Teddy needs to go. If I think if Minnesota made a deal with New Orleans and got Teddy back to Minnesota, with Adam Thielen and with with with, with Stephon Diggs, Cam Rudolph, oh man, they gonna start winning games. Cause guess what? Now you ain't gotta run Dalvin Cook twenty times a game. I mean, granted the brother can run. I mean, he gets he gets a space. He gets the tiniest space and pew, he out of there. That's it to the house. <laughs> We in the Curtis Barber's tuned in. Appreciate it for tuning in. Make sure you share the video. Comment below right now. We're talking NFL week two. We're talking Saints and Rams. Now, I got to watch the Saints and Rams game as I watch all games, but I watch this game closely. This is what I want to talk in depth about. Saints lost this game 9 to 27. Teddy Bridgewater was 17 for 30 to 165 yards and sacked twice. Kamara had 13 carries for 45 yards and Michael Thomas 10 receptions for 89 yards. Golf was 19 for 28, 283 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Gurley, 16 carries, 83 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, five receptions, 120 yards. Brandon Cooks, three receptions, 74 yards and a touchdown. Breeze did leave the first game and, for the, not the first game, the first quarter, and he'll be out six weeks with a, a torn ligament in his throwing hand, all right? Now, Saints fans, I know y'all gonna come in here and talk about that one play. I'm sick of talking about one play. How about you play a whole damn game and shut up? Play a whole game. Play a whole sixty minutes. Because outside of the one play that, uh, outside of the one play that Cameron Jordan stripped Jerry Goff and picked it up, which was a clear fumble. I'm not gonna argue with you. Say it wasn't. It was a clear fumble. You got you, you got cheated out of it again. That's fine. But let's talk about the other sixty plays that happened in that game. You can also talk about the fact that your offensive line was a blocker worth a damn. You got ten. You got you get ten thousand holding calls. All right. And defensively, I mean, goodness gracious, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, get rid of Mike Williams in them. And if it ain't for Michael Thomas is dropping balls in big situations, you gave this man all this money to drop balls in big situations for the Saints? Are you serious? And Teddy Bridgewater had no business being in that game as a backup. It should have been Taysom Hill. Taysom, Taysom Hill is the better backup in the New Orleans system than Teddy Bridgewater. And that's clear and obvious. In the preseason, he'll look better playing the backup role than Teddy Bridgewater. Again, it's just like driving a car. That don't fit. That, that to me, honestly, that don't fit Teddy Bridgewater. If I'm the Saints and I'm leaving this game, the number one thing we got to do is stop blaming the referees. You got 60 minutes of football. Opportunities all over the field to make plays. 
The Saints were sloppy. They were uncoordinated. The offensive line played shitty. Even though Michael Thomas had 10 receptions for, what was it, 89 yards? He didn't play well to me. Jerry Cook was not targeted enough. Why are we running Alvin Kamara up the middle when he obviously is an outside back? I have questions for the Saints. And I should have known the Saints was going to lose when right before kickoff they announced that Sean Payton got a five-year extension. I said, God, no mind. They're going to lose. I said it then, but it was too late then. I couldn't change nothing about it then. Couldn't change nothing about it then. But uh, Rams won this one 27-9. Let's go on to the next game. We had the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Lamar Jackson looking good again. 23-17, Baltimore over the Cardinals. Lamar Jackson, 24 for 37, 272 yards and two touchdowns. 16 carried for 120 yards. Mark Andrews, the tight end, led the team in receptions with eight receptions for 112 yards. For the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, 25 for 40, 349 yards. We had David Johnson, who left the game with an injury, seven receptions, seven carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. And Kurt, six receptions for 114 yards. Listen here. There was a lot of talk and hate towards Lamar Jackson. I remember when this kid came out and they said that he had to switch positions. They said he would be a better wide receiver or running back than quarterback in the NFL. And I remember going to my YouTube channel and I made a video talking about why in the hell does every black quarterback have to change positions? And I'm so excited and ecstatic about the success of Lamar Jackson because it breaks the mold and stereotype that all scrambling quarterbacks cannot succeed in the pocket or throwing the ball. Bomb Cam. Bum Cam, it's not just because he's a black quarterback, Ladarius. Him being black isn't the reason why I'm so ecstatic about his success. It's the fact that he's breaking the mold that a strambling quarterback cannot throw. Not that a black quarterback can't throw, that a strambling quarterback cannot throw. Can't throw. Not black, but strambling. Because most... When you look at most quarterbacks, most black quarterbacks at the collegiate level, when they have the speed that Lamar Jackson has, they're usually in an option-style offense because that's the only way you know that they're that fast. You don't see quarterbacks that fast playing a pro-style offense, a a pocket, a a three-step drop offense. Shotgun offense, option offense, you see quarterbacks with that speed. And nine times out of ten, they're black. And when they get to the league, they automatically can't play nothing because they're strong. I remember Aaron Crouch, the quarterback from Nebraska, they moved into wide receiver when he when he got drafted by the St. Louis Rams. Like the fifth round. But he's breaking that mold. So I'm excited about his success. And I hope it continues throughout the season. He looks good. And the great thing about playing against, well, not, well, not playing against Lamar Jackson, but... The great thing that is working for Lamar Jackson 
is the fact that because his legs are so dangerous, teams have to stand their defensive ends up. Which means nine times out of ten, when teams are sending defensive ends up, they're containing or playing a zone. And all he's got to do is put the ball in the hole. It's that simple. We got Devontae Bryant tuned in. Appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure you share the video and comment below. We're talking NFL week two. All right. And we're finished wrapping it up the Baltimore and Arizona Cardinals game. Next game, we're going to go over. We're going to the next game. We're going to discuss briefly. Jacksonville Jaguars took on the, tenant, the Houston Texans. And McShew, quarterback, rookie quarterback for the Jaguars, 23 for 33, 233 yards, one touchdown. He was sacked four times and led the team in rushing with 56 yards on six carries. Conley, four receptions for 73 yards. And for the Houston Texans, Watkins finished with 16 for 29, 159 yards. He was sacked again four times, which I think this is a growing issue for the Houston Texans. You need to address it. He has been sacked 10 times over the first two games of the season. That is too many times that your quarterback is getting hit. All right. Houston, you need to address the issue. You have a young, vibrant, healthy, fresh, skilled thrower in Deshaun Watson. And we want to keep him young, healthy, vibrant, and fresh. We want to keep him that way. So can we please put some protection around him? All right? But the thing I want to take away from this game, we also had Carlos Hyde, 20 carries, 90 yards, no touchdown, and DeAndre Hopkins with him to five receptions, 40 yards. The thing we need to take away from this game was Jalen Ramsey and his coach arguing on the sideline. Now, Ramsey and Marone was seen yelling at each other on the sideline. Then this was after Ramsey got upset that his coach didn't challenge a catch, a catch by DeAndre Hopkins on a third and two earlier that drive. And look, they had been bickering beforehand th- then, before the incident too. I'm going to say this. Jalen Ramsey will not resign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He will not stay in Jacksonville. Jacksonville will not offer him the bag. Not the money that he wants. He's going to go somewhere else and get that bag. I'm going to say the Colts. Just to put that out there. All right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, and if I'm Ramsey, I, I think it's more than just the flag or the catch that he's upset, he's upset about. This team is on too. This is a, this is a team two years ago who we thought we're almost, almost this close to playing in the Super Bowl. This team was this close to playing in the Super Bowl. And now they're losing back-to-back games again. It's the same thing from last year. Nothing has changed in Jacksonville. Nothing. All right. Let's go on to these next two games. And we have the Chiefs and Raiders. Mahomes went 30 for 44, 443 yards and four touchdowns. All of those came in the second quarter. We had uh, Demarcus Robinson, six receptions, 172 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 107 yards, one touchdown. 
And the Chiefs won this game, obviously, 28-10. Raiders, for the Raiders, we had Derek Carr, 23 for 38, 198 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Jacobs had 12 carries for 99 yards, and Whaler had six receptions for 63 yards. The Raiders started out this game with a 10-0 open the lead, and in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes did what any grown man would have did when it's back against the wall. He came out firing. He, he was hitting everything in stride. Big plays, touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and once they got up 28 to 10, that was the that was it. Uh, that was it. Could have played the bench at that point, but that, that was pretty much was the end of that game. All right. I want to talk about this Seattle and Pittsburgh game. This, this is the last game we're gonna discuss. We're gonna wrap it up. We had the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seattle won 28-26. Russell Wilson 29 for 35, 300 yards, three touchdowns. He was sacked four times. Rashard Penny, 10 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 10 receptions, 79 yards. And DK Metcalf, 3 receptions, 61 yards. Kyle Rudolph came in the game, 12, 12 for 19, 112 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 interception. Big Ben was 8-5 for 79 yards. James Conner, 11 carries, 33 yards. Juju Smith, 5 receptions for 84 yards. And Vance McDonald, 7 receptions for 38 yards. Big Ben now is out for the remainder of the season. Joshua Dobbs was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they cannot bring back Landry Jones, who is who is under contract with the XFL. So you are stuck with Mason Rudolph. Now, Mason Rudolph. I have no issues with Mason Rudolph. I like Mason Rudolph. He's a good quarterback. The only thing, the only thing about it is right now, I don't think it's the perfect time for him to be taking over everything that's going on with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh right now is on fire. It's on fire. No Le'Veon Bell, no AB. Me, from what I seen, Juju Smith isn't the number one. And I said this last season. I said, if you want to find out what type of Juju, what type of wide receiver Juju Smith is, you will find out this year. And so far, he has not shown me that he's a number one receiver. Now, am I saying he's a bad receiver? No. If I'm saying he's garbage, is he trash? No. I'm just saying he's showing me that he's not a number one receiver. James Conner. They hyped James Conner a ball last year. I'm not seeing it this year. And the reason why the Steelers are struggling so bad is because everything is based off the run. It's based off of what James Conner could do with his legs. It's based off of what Le'Veon Bell was doing with his legs. Every and it's this literally been the recipe for any successful Pittsburgh Steelers team. It's always been the ground game. Go through the history of Pittsburgh. It's always been Jerome Bettis, Willie Parker, Le'Veon Bell. We can go on through the rest of the names. What was the what was the kid that went to Arizona from Pittsburgh? Can't think of his name right now, but it, it'll come to me. He retired early. But every great, successful Pittsburgh offensive has had a, a great running game. And they're not getting it from James Conner. But this is the guy you invest all your money into. And that's why I said Zachary Barber, for now on, when we talk Pittsburgh football, you don't get to talk. <laughs> all right. All right, y'all, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Wiley's World Sports Debate Podcast. I'll be back on Wednesday, all right? So you can find me on all social media platforms at Cheddar the God and also on me and mom's contacts under Big Dick Willie. Follow the show, facebook.com slash Wiley World Sports Debate Podcast. Look, it's Wiley World Sports. SoundCloud.com slash Wiley World Sports. Uh, iTunes, 
uh, Wally World Sports Debate Podcast. We're everywhere. YouTube, Wally World Sports. Check us out. You can check the live video out on uh, YouTube. I'm going to start posting those today. All right. Well, tonight. You're back. All right. So this has been another episode of Wally World Sports Debate Podcast. Until next time. Peace.